0: Like I was obsessed with being cool, and I think that pursuit of being cool really—I lost a lot of myself in that process. Um, so it's just like, you know, you will you find your people. Just be yourself, and you know, follow things that you find interesting, and don't feel like you have to, you know, let go of things that you enjoy just because they're not cool.
1: Welcome to On the Cusp of Something Beautiful, where we discuss a range of topics centered around art, creativity, mental health and wellness, and my favorite thing to talk about, listening to our intuitive guidance. I'm your host, Amikale Imani, and this podcast is simply a guide to welcome you back to your truest self. Each episode, I get radically honest on how I navigate being an intuitive creator, the struggles, the wins, the lessons, and of course, the intuitive hits. My hope is that you hear something today that reminds you of who you are and why your gifts, whatever they may be, are valuable and important to be shared with the world. So welcome home, friend. I hope you're ready to meet your highest, most beautiful, and rarest self. Oh my God, it finally works. So I must have needed have just needed to update my the software on my computer, because y'all, I have been trying to record on Audition, my music music down, son. I've been trying to record on Audition, y'all. I had to send this microphone to Samsung, ask them to send me a replacement one. Then I get the microphone, it's still doing the same thing. And now here we are, it's working. So I just recently updated my computer. So maybe that's what it was. Ah! technology man I swear sometimes it is literally the beauty and the beast okay but here nonetheless here we are I am grateful first and foremost thank you all so much for your patience that's why this week there's a double episode last week I just did not have the strength I did not have the will I was maneuvering through a lot of stuff energetically, personally, emotionally, mentally. Um, so I, I just did not have the space to uh, work on the podcast, to get the episode out. But here I am. I am here. So welcome, welcome, welcome all you beautiful beings out there who are tuning in, who are so, so, so patient. Um, again, it's I, deep gratitude. I'm Thank you so much. <laughs> um, this is old, but maybe not so much. I just want to say I hope you all had a beautiful new moon. Um, yes, this episode is coming out much later than I had expected. But, you know, it's all good. We, we go through life, and life sometimes go, goes through us. <laughs> um, so, yes. Anyways, some news that I want to share with you. and I've thought about this a bit and and I recently kind of came one okay I didn't think about it a bit I've thought about it it resonated and then I kind of forgot about it and then it recently came back into my awareness and I was like ooh, that's still hitting (laughs) it's still resonating very deeply and so I am going to um move forward in this new direction so December 30th um almost a whole year after launching this podcast. I launched this podcast on December 31st of uh, 2020. So I will be transitioning, and it's 444, as I said that, 444. I will be transitioning to seasonal releases of the podcast. So after December 30th, I will go on a break until spring. And then I'll go on another break um, the week before. It's like right before summer hits, um, because I've kind of spaced out to have about, I think it was 13 or 14 episodes last time I counted. It's somewhere in between those two numbers, either 13 or 14 episodes per season. And so it just kind of falls seamlessly within the seasons. So I felt like that was just divinely guided, divinely led. this is just a test for the year of 2022. It may or may not stick. I don't know. I'm trying it out. I'm going to see how it fits, see how it flows. But it just feels good. (laughs) It feels right. So the show will be returning on March 24th. That is the week of the spring equinox. Still keeping with Thursday episodes. So I think uh, March 22nd, 2022 is the Spring Equinox, and then I will be back on your preferred uh, podcast streaming platform on March 24th, and uh, it'll run until June 16th. So just a heads up, FYI, I'm going to keep you know, saying this for each episode that comes out up until December 30th, for any new listeners that come on, and, and just in case maybe you're a few episodes behind or you don't get get to this one right away. Or whatever the case may be, I'm just going to, you know, keep keep throwing it out there, keep putting it out there, keep reminding you all. So, yeah, I'm just really feeling called to test the waters with seasonal episodes. So we have about, uh, what is it, 11 or 12 more weeks together? <laughs> and then we'll meet back up in March. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, also... As always, if you'd like to book an intuitive guidance session or oracle card reading with me, I'd love to support you in that way. You can head to the show notes to book a session. Um, Definitely be sure to connect via Instagram or whatever um, before the end of the year, so that way we can still stay in touch, y'all. Okay, so the oracle card for this week is release. And so, when I pulled this card, immediately, right away, I heard, let go and let flow. Let go and let flow. And it's definitely how I was feeling um, when I pulled this card. So, I actually pulled this card last week when the episode was supposed to come out. Um, So, today's Tuesday, October 12th. Um, And so... It still resonating very deeply and it's just it was such a reminder for me that when I don't I still feel like this movie is a little loud sorry y'all um it's just a reminder for me that you know when I allow my intuitive downloads and that when I say that that really just runs the spectrum of like everything that's coming through for me just in life in general, creatively, financially, emotionally, spiritually, like just everything, like just all the intuitive downloads that come through. I don't always follow through right away. And so what happens is it just kind of builds, 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 builds builds until I'm so overwhelmed, so anxious, so... Like, borderline depressed. Like, it's just all this, like, bottled-up emotion. And it's like, now I don't know where to go, what to do first, what to do next, because there's so much stuff that's been coming through. I'm not allowing it to, like, I'm I'm not channeling the energy, you know? And that's a big part of the work that I do is just channeling what comes through to me and getting it out of my body, releasing it, getting it out of my head, getting it out of my... Just out of my energetic feel, like just releasing it, letting it go. And so this, I'd say very clearly this is about the second time I've had to go through this lesson. And and it was like the second I really moved and I started taking action, I just felt such a release. It was just like, oh my God, I feel the energy moving again. I'm not like so worried and in doubt and unsure and in fear. It's like when you're taking action and you're just moving and you're flowing and you're just doing what you're feeling led to do. You don't really have as much time to like try to figure out is this right? Is this not? Is this gonna get me to A or get me from A to point B? Like what's gonna happen? What is? But like, you don't have time to like over rationalize everything because you're just in your flow. You're just in movement, and that's what I really realized and had to learn this past. I'd say this past week as a whole. Like my job is to take the action. The result part is up to spirit. So when I'm taking like incremental action, like, okay, I did this and then I'm waiting for a response or I'm waiting to get this outcome or I'm, like, I am have this expectation around this thing and I'm not just continuing to take action, continuing to be in that flow. It, I just get stagnant. It just, it just, it's just like this, I call it like, it's touch and go. It's like this touch and go, touch and go, touch and go. And it's like, you're not able to really see any results because you're not staying in that movement. You're not really staying in the fluidity of life. Oh. All that just came through down through me and I'm just like, but that's where I've been at. That's where my headspace has been at. And I'm just like, yeah, it's just not worth it to me anymore to be so steeped in my insecurities and in my fear and in my self-doubt that I'm not, I'm I'm just hindering myself. I'm hindering my progress. I'm hindering my flow. So this card spoke to me immensely, so 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 deep. And maybe you all are going through this as well. Probably, you know, that's why it's it's a collective card pull. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just for me, even though it resonated so deeply with me, but I'm sure there's plenty of you all out there who are in a similar situation in the same in the same space. So just, you know, learn through me, y'all. Okay? Learn through me. Listen listen to my stories and, and just take what resonates and leave the rest. See where you're where you may be stopping your motion, stopping your movement, stopping your flow. And I'm actually gonna read um the i'm gonna read the uh the message that comes with this card i can remember what number it is of course i didn't write the number down uh
0: release
1: that's what the card is sorry y'all i because i don't typically read from the book i just kind of allow what comes through me to be the word but this one really hit it, it really hit waning present waning crescent four that's what it's associated with number 27 not prepared (laughs) all right so it says let it go it is time to release anything that does not serve you old negative habits do not engage you anymore as the payoff wait is that right am i reading that right old negative habits do not engage you Anymore, as the payoff is not enough, you are ready to make room for bigger, brighter, more aligned things. And the mantra that is associated with this card is, I freely release what I no longer need. Okay, so let it go. It is time to release anything that does not serve you. Old negative habits do not engage you anymore as the payoff is not enough. You are ready to make room for bigger, brighter, more aligned things. And the mantra, again, is I freely release what I no longer need. And the companion stone for this card is smoky quartz. So I have some smoky quartz. And so when I pulled this card and I saw that that was the, the crystal that goes along with it, I immediately I, cleansed the crystal, recharged it, put a new intention on it. And that card has actually been set out on my little, have a little space on my uh, countertop where I do my Oracle pulls and just leave out certain things as reminders. And I've just kind of left it there with with the Smoky Quartz on top of it. And that's kind of the energy that I'm in right now. It's just releasing, letting it go, letting it flow. (laughs) Uh, And, you know, that's really been the beauty of this rock bottom, which is a term um, that comes from Lacey's community to be magnetic that I'm a part of, which is essentially, you know, you're just kind of falling flat on your face and then you realize, wow, I actually have nothing to lose and really everything to gain by stepping out and taking action on what's being given to me. And like I said earlier, the ideas, the insights, the wisdom, you know, however it's presenting to you in your life, if I can say nothing else. It's release everything that's holding you back release, 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 do the shadow work to get to the root, you know what I mean, like get to the root of the fear, and through the root of the fear, get to the root of the fear, and through the root of the fear, you know, work with that root chakra, get grounded, I've been working with my root chakra, Um, found this really amazing book on Amazon, and um, there's an audible version of it, so I have the audible app, and I downloaded it, and I've just been, um I'm actually almost done listening to it, but I've been just listening to it a little bit every single day because it's it's such valuable information about root chakra blockages, how to balance it, how to really to just like tap into that root chakra energy and it really is because it's the first chakra center and it's the most physically oriented chakra center and I mean that on a like like as a human vessel as a body. On that level, and as as like human bodies in a very material realm and plane, like you know, so much, so much fear, so much of our upbringing is is in that chakra. So it really does play 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 a really crucial role in how we exist in the world when it's blocked and when it's imbalanced. So I've just been tapping into that. Um... And, you know, just honoring that, honoring that, that energy, letting it go, letting it flow. Usually, you know, we, we get blocked out of fear, out of worry, out of doubt, very, very um, root chakra level blockages. So just be mindful of that, y'all. If that's something that you, you know, you work with, if you work with the chakras, I definitely highly recommend to start with the root chakra. A lot of people like to start with the upper chakras, the crown, the throat chakra, the third eye, because those are fun. Um, <laughs> but it it really uh, it really is much more impactful and much more beneficial to start from the bottom and work your way up. And then once you have a grasp of the chakras, then you can kind of play with like coming going from the crown down down to the root, and you know you can kind of play around with it a little a little bit more. But I always suggest to start with that root because there's so much of our trauma and our fears. It's it's that fight or flight. It's the security. It's all of that energy. You know, so being in survival mode. It's all of that. So um, as you all know, I have my course, Activate Your Soul, Activate Yourself, which takes you through each of the chakras as well as my unique scale method, which is my soul care, emotional care um, framework really just honoring your soul and honoring your emotions. And I actually have an announcement to make. I was going to do it at the end, but I'm just kind of like in the flow, in the rhythm now. So I'm just going to do it now. Um, <laughs> I just recently started a GoFundMe to offer scholarships for the course. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I've been spreading it around to all my friends and family and I've already got it, gotten some donations. So I'm super excited. So my next course launch is going to be December seventh, and so I am. I'm going to be taking in seven students, and seven to ten students. I've been hearing the number ten too. That's actually been coming up a lot the last couple of days. The number ten. So seven to ten students, and then all of those. It's going to be an application process, and everyone who applies um, for the scholarship will, as long you know, as long as their their need is actually like an actual need then they will receive partial to full scholarship to the course. I'm so excited about that. Stay tuned um, for more information, more details around when the application will be open. um, If you have any questions at all about the course, or if you want to join the wait list, definitely email me at onthecuspcollective at gmail.com. Or you can message me on Instagram on the cusp wellness. Either way, if you're interested, if you know someone who's interested, um, definitely reach out to me and then I'll put them on the waitlist. Or I'll put you on the waitlist if it's you. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's right, Matt, y'all. So, lots of beautiful things happening growth and expansion. And that's why it's so important to just release, 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 y'all, release the fears, the doubts, release those distractions too because you'll get real caught up, roped up in your distractions and you and we'll, we allow that to be an excuse as to, you know, why I'm not doing the thing or why I haven't reached out to this person or why I haven't made that call, you know. So I have actually, um, I'm no longer watching TV at the moment. I, I'm like, I have goals, I have things that I want to accomplish and once I've met those goals, once once I've accomplished those things, then we can sit and binge watch Modern Family and la dee da da But until then, <laughs> we need to focus and we really need to honor ourselves and honor what, the work that's going to come through. Because obviously there's a time for rest. Um, and then there's a time to be in action, to be in movement, to be in motion. And because I've been blocking myself for so long, it's time to be in motion. It's time to be in action. OK, when it's December and it's cold and snowy outside and the energy is to be inward, then we can watch TV and drink soup and, you know, have a good old grand old winter-esque time. But we're in this fall season and fall season is the harvest. OK, so you got to collect them acorns. <laughs> and that's what I'm doing right now. I'm collecting my acorn. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. Um, I hope that supports you in some way. Um, You all are not alone, okay? This life thing is a journey. Success is a journey. That's one of my abundance affirmations that I've been listening to. Um, I've also been doing a lot of EFT as well. I just want to throw that out there for anyone, you know, needing some support around emotional release and um, being able to, like, move forward and into the action, EFT is a great resource. And I'll actually, um, I'll link a video by Miriam Hasnam that she has on her website. I'll put that in the show notes. It's a very general, very broad EFT um, video. So I'm pretty sure it'll hit one of your pain points or emotional traumatic points, or whatever. Whatever you're going through, I'm pretty sure it'll hit one of those points. And then my advice is, because I've actually just been, I've I, uh, have a good understanding of where where all the meridian points are and where to tap. So I honestly, I just make up my own thing as I go. Like, however I'm feeling in that moment, when I feel myself getting riled up or triggered, I just start tapping, you know? So I say, once you have a good grasp of the points, um, how to start, because there is a specific way you're supposed to start the tapping for EFT. Once you have that down pat, I say make up your own, you know, do your own thing. Um, so that way it's really... Pinpointed to whatever you're going through. Okay. And I think, is there anything else that I want to add? I think that's all, y'all. I think that's all, y'all. All All right. So today's guest is Siobhan Carroll. I met Siobhan through my beautiful TV magnetic community. As I mentioned earlier, I'm a part of Lacey Phillips' work. To be magnetic, super impactful, transformational, and empowering, um, and so we hit it off right away. And I really love the conversation that um, she and I had. We talked about inner child work, shadow work, um, and how she navigated 2020, and you know the beautiful new offering that she recently launched to help you on your mindfulness journey. Um, so I know she does meditation and just to really help you with anxiety and and other things like that. So again, if that is something that you're working through right now, anxiety, fear, depression, um, reach out to Siobhan, hit the EFT video up, like just try everything. That's something I've realized, um, going through a lot of emotional triggers lately is like to really see the silver lining in what you're experiencing. It's not fun. It's not the most, you know, joyous time, but once, allow the amount of the emotion to pass through you, and then once the emotion passes through you, do what you need to do to get yourself back in balance. So that's EFT, meditating, journaling, you know, like, you you expose yourself to these tools and to these techniques, so that way when some shit pops off for you, mentally and emotionally, you're not remaining powerless you're not being a victim you're like okay this is how I'm feeling once this resides I'm gonna get to work you know so that's really the whole point of of all of this work and all of these tools and everything it's like not to just learn them and do nothing with them but it's to learn them and to practice them and unfortunately the best way to practice them is when you're in emotional turmoil (laughs) so you know Just take that opportunity, take that space to um, honor yourself, to step back into your power. And um, Siobhan has a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful story. So I really hope that you all enjoy this episode. And again, if you want to reach out and work with her, um, I have her information linked in the show notes. So I highly implore you. I think that's the right word. A lot of words have just been popping up back into my memory, my vocabulary. I'm like, I feel like that's how you use that word. Yeah, we're going to go with it. If it's not, someone will correct me or I'll I'll look it up later, whatever. (laughs) All right, y'all have a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful day and the rest of your week. And I'll see y'all in the next episode. All right, bye. Well, thank you so much, Siobhan, for joining me today. I'm so excited to talk to you, hear a little bit more about your story and all the beautiful things that you're up to. So go ahead um, and let the people know who you are, where you're from and all that good stuff.
0: Yeah, well, thank you for having me. Um, I mentioned to you this is my first podcast, so I'm super excited. <laughs> um, where I'm from, I'm originally from a small town in Ontario. Funny enough, grew up in the same hometown as Justin Bieber. So, ah, kind of little fun fact. Yeah. Um, um, and then, yeah, from there, kind of um, went to school, university, went down the kind of traditional path um the path that I went down was kind of very corporate and to be honest kind of part of my journey navigating through what I'm what's brought me to where I am now has been kind of veering away from that world a little bit um Mm -hmm. just because you know you and I had chatted about this a while ago when we met um I think there's this element of going down a path that we feel is the right path and you know that's gonna look good in the eyes of others and I definitely kind of went down a path that I felt was going to be accepted by others um and throughout that experience just really started to crack open my mental health journey and you know right after university went into a pretty intense corporate job um and soon after that is when things really started to kind of break down for me, I would say, um, which kind of again led me to where I am now, which is, um, as you know, working in mindfulness and mental health and helping people with stress and anxiety and things like that, just having navigated that myself. So now where I am, I'm in Vancouver, um, working with COVID just remotely, but um, kind of working with people all across the world. So that's kind of a short snippet of, you know, where I've been.
1: Mm, love it, love it, love it. If you don't mind me asking, what was your uh, corporate job? Like, what field were you in?
0: Yeah, so the field was management consulting. Are you familiar mm, with that? A little bit. It's it's really broad. I feel like a lot of the time when I say that, people are just like, okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> It's basically just, you know, you're hired by a a company to come in and help them with a specific issue that they're having. Um, And I think just because of the nature of that work, it's quite competitive. It's really um, intense and high stress. So yeah, I did that for a couple of years. And then I actually, just within the last couple of years, was working for a startup, that helped people get into management consulting so a bit of a different pace but still in that kind of corporate world
1: mm. and yeah. what when you realized like your I guess your mental health emotional health was starting to kind of take a backseat. uh what year was that when you kind of started going into um that level of awareness
0: well you know it, it wasn't so much of coming to the awareness that my mental health was on the backseat. It was more just like, I I really growing up and in university had no awareness of that part of myself whatsoever. Mm -hmm. I would say that it wasn't really even a topic of conversation. Like I don't remember learning anything. I don't remember hearing about things like anxiety, depression, burnout. Um, So it wasn't even like a factor that crossed my mind to be honest. And I think it was in around... 2016 or 2017, when things just started to implode, basically, um, I can still remember I was in a meeting with some clients at my corporate job. And, you know, I'm pretty early in my career. So, definitely still trying to like work my way up the ladder, improve myself. And I literally just started having a panic attack Mm -hmm. in the middle of a meeting. And, like I said, I didn't know what was happening to me. I'd never experienced that. I didn't. Really, I, I literally thought I was dying. I'm not sure if you've ever had one, but wow. um, definitely a really scary experience. And the way I look at it in hindsight is that I think I just had a lot going on beneath the surface and it all just kind of came, you know, bubbling up seemingly all at once. Um, which, again, in hindsight, I think it was there for a long time, but it just didn't, you know, th- these were things that I just thought were normal to feel and normal to experience. And there was no real conversation or language that I had around what I was experiencing so Mm. that's kind of when it came to a head and then it was pretty much like the floodgates had opened from there um like just I used to have panic attacks almost every day sometimes multiple times a day yeah it was it got to the point that like it was just really hard to function um so yeah that was definitely not fun
1: Hmm. And so what did that um, like recovery process look like?
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely wasn't linear. I, I hear that a lot in the healing world. And I think mm-hmm. it's so true, because I think when we talk about healing, we expect that we're going to arrive at some sort of like end state. And, you know, I I would say that now I definitely don't experience panic attacks anymore. But do I have moments where I feel like that is bubbling up and I have to be mindful of it. Like, absolutely. So what that looked like for me was, you know, I guess the biggest thing, I think there's life changes that we can make from, you know, what's in our control and what is going on within our environment and the stressors. So there were definitely a lot of, you know, in terms of, you know, lifestyle habits, drinking Mm -hmm. alcohol, partying a lot, not getting good sleep um, the job, all of these things that I definitely had to look at. Um, but I would say the biggest part of the healing, and again, this is super, um, oversaid, but I'm going to say it again. It was, it was just, you know, understanding what was going on within and understanding, you know, where these fears and anxieties and feelings were coming from and kind of looking at it from that lens. But I I definitely do think it is important to do both. Mm Um, so yeah, I guess like to be more specific, during that time, I ended up quitting the job, which was a whole journey in and of itself, because, you know, I hadn't been in it for that long. And so there was a, a decent amount of kind of shame of, okay, you just got this job, it's a really mm-hmm. good job. And now you're walking away from it. Um, So I definitely dealt with a lot of like inner turmoil during that period. But ultimately, it just, it just needed to happen. And um, I will say I kind of expected that that was going to be the one fix and I was going to feel better. And, you know, it was a couple years after that, that I actually started to finally come into my my balance and, you know, not not having this daily anxiety and panic attack. So um, the healing journey was, you know, again, making some structural changes. I resonated really strongly with practices of mindfulness and meditation and you know I I will say I also fiddled with quite a few things that I think did more damage than they did good Hmm. I think it's tempting when we're on this path to kind of go down every single rabbit hole because with Mm -hmm. the way that wellness is um, it's like you have to be doing all of these different things and I think again it just became about control for me um, what factors could I control? And ultimately, like where I am now is just recognizing that I have a certain amount of things that are within my control. And I have to, you know, with the anxiety, just be able to find safety and basically rewire my nervous system to feel safe, even mm. in, in times of discomfort or, um, you know, feeling dysregulated or feeling out of control. So, yeah, I hope that answers your question. Kind of long winded.
1: No, that was awesome. Um, If you don't mind me asking, what were some of the avenues you were going down that you realized, okay, this is not my path?
0: Well, I think a big one for me was like, you know, I had, I felt like I developed anxiety about every single part of my life. And one of the big ones was health. Mm. Um, And so I was really sensitive to, you know, bodily cues, and then that would trigger anxiety. And you hear a lot about, you know, the gut, um, mind body connection and how it's Mm -hmm. all interconnected. And I think going down the path for me personally, I know a lot of people, um, this works for them, but I was cutting out foods left, right, and center, you know, going down kind of like that path of, um, in hindsight, I actually think I probably induced some Mm. like, like, I don't know how to say this, but it was like fear of foods. And Mm. then I convinced myself that that was, an allergy or an intolerance. So that was definitely one avenue that I went down in terms of like trying to control my diet. And in the end, I ended up just being like, okay, I I really need to go get tested. And I did. And it was like this moment of, okay, like you're not allergic to any of these things that you think are causing this reaction. So there's something else going on here. And I think what I felt was I needed a reason that wasn't me why I was feeling this way. So it's like, okay, food, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, so that was a big one. I definitely think just other kind of more surface level, um, you know, wellness practices. I, I, I think mainly though the food was the big one that I went down. And then, you know, I think there are other complementary practices that I believe have a lot of value um, that I explored as well. Um, it was more so, the energy that i brought to those practices which was mm-hmm. an expectation that that was going to fix me as opposed to you know kind of going within and and healing at that level and healing at you know i had some core fears and wounds that i needed to look at and you know nothing outside of me was really going to help that
1: mm-hmm. i love that you said that cuz i definitely when i first um started like my journey of reawakening and just like reconfiguring restructuring my whole entire like life um mm-hmm. I definitely approached a lot of things with that like same level of like it's it, definitely it's anticipation and I would say like it's which after, like int- anticipation can just be like a really nuanced form of anxiety it's like okay this is going to be the thing okay this is no this is yeah. going to be the thing this is going to be the thing and you do mm-hmm. you just kind of jump around from thing to thing and all of it ultimately is just distracting you from the one thing that you really need to be doing like you said was just like taking a look inside and figuring out okay Mm -hmm. how did this even get here like what is the root of it all Um, what Mm -hmm. is this core belief that I'm holding that's constantly making me look outside of myself
0: yeah exactly
1: yeah and I think it's just that like that ego layer that we have to get through it's like oh well it's not us so it must be like we need this thing to fix us because like there's nothing like really wrong with us but you know like it's like this weird (laughs) mental trip (laughs) yeah that we have to like really just like get through that like you said get through that surface layer so we can really get down to like the core of who we are mm
0: -hmm. and I do think like there's an element of things to be ruling out when Uh you are experiencing you know anxiety um but you know in terms of like I definitely don't think it's a it's a bad thing to rule out intolerances to certain foods or nutritional deficiencies Uh um it's more like like what you said about that expectation of different practices being that one cure-all um and not really a willingness on my part to basically just take ownership and really empower myself on that, on that, you know, journey of kind of not doing a quick fix and just Mm. really finding something that would provide that lasting relief. And that would provide me with the tools because ultimately, like, I think in a way I would never say it was a blessing to have gone through what I did, but the toolkit that I now have, and that I'm able to share with others is something that I wouldn't have got if I just had that quick fix, you know?
1: Mm, I love that you said that because when you said tools, I was like, that's really, you know, and, and I mean, obviously hindsight is twenty twenty. like when you're first entering this journey of mindfulness, consciousness, spirituality, you know, all of ener- energetic healing, like all those things, um, mm. it would be so helpful to have really come from it from the point of view of like, okay, I'm on this journey, I'm on this path, I'm starting this process to um, gather some tools, some techniques that will help me, you know, be more grounded or f- help me to feel more safer, you know, X, Y, and Z thing. Um, mm. But I feel like because we're just coming out of like that rat race of society. It's like, okay, what's the quickest, like, what's the quick fix? Like, that's just kind of how our society is built more or less. And so you just naturally enter into this realm with that same energy and I, yeah. I feel like having known that when I first started, <laughs> I wouldn't have had so much expectation on myself or, or or these tools, these techniques or any of that stuff, you know, def- I probably definitely would have came into it much more um, at not at peace. What's the word I want to use much more like patiently, much more with much more curiosity. I'll say that, you know, and just, and just really um, taking advantage of like, okay, this is like a new way of being that allows me to tap into a little bit of everything and figure out what really works best for me, you know, but Mm -hmm. I, I guess maybe that's just the, the process of initiation, right. To see like, okay, like, are you really ready to make these changes?
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, it's so true. I think what you said is like it really hits the nail on the head about that energy that we're used to operating in and in terms of um, capitalism and, you know, especially in the type of job that I was in to bring that into the wellness. It's like problem solving, you know, you're Mm. just trying to problem solve and as opposed to, you know, the more mindful approach that I've, you know, Really resonated with, and that has been really profoundly healing for me has just been one that's like you said, patient, accepting, and not constantly asking ourselves to be in a space that we're not, whether that's like a mindset or like I think it's definitely valuable. It's not about complacency and, you know, just kind of giving up. But I think like being able to sit with what you're feeling and not constantly suppress it and. You know, it's funny because when I first started going to therapy, some of the things that she was telling me, I didn't want to hear. Like Uh, she was talking about breath work and meditation and, you know, it just felt like boiling what I was going through down to that just felt so, I don't know, it just didn't resonate at the time. uh And then now that I've been able to connect with those practices in a way that I can really calm down my nervous system and ultimately that I really have to thank for my healing, I'm like, oh, okay, I get it now, but I just wasn't. That's not what I was looking for when I first came into this. Mm. It was like, how can I just immediately, you know, be better and not have to worry about this and not have to think about this, so I can get on with my life? Whereas, mm-hmm. it's become such a big part of my life now, and um, you know, just being mindful of that balance at all times, I think, has been really valuable.
1: Mm, I love that. What does your like daily practice look like now?
0: Yeah, I think I've gone through different phases, to be honest. And um, I, at the moment, my biggest thing that is kind of like a non-negotiable for me is definitely just meditation. Mm -hmm. Um, And do you know what? Like, I will say, I'm going to be honest, I've been really bad in the last couple of weeks, right in the morning, I've been like immediately going to my phone and I've honestly just noticed the mental health, uh, the impact that's had on my mental health um so I really try to prioritize just having quiet space in the morning to meditate and kind of be intentional and just kind of set the tone for the day um I find if I jump right onto my phone it's like you're just sucked in um Mm -hmm. but I'm not gonna lie and say that it doesn't happen um so I try to prioritize that I also try to well every single morning like this is one of my non-negotiables I have to move my body oh. um and honestly I, I really like just like restorative gentle movement so I usually just go on like a nice walk outside um if I have time I'll do some journaling as well um I really like the morning pages routine Oh yeah. um and then in terms of like other things I rely on um I, I do a little bit of different like kind of little ritual things in terms of um, I've been really into, you know, reprogramming certain beliefs lately. So I I'll have like somewhat of a cycle of, you know, taking stock every once in a while of, okay, mm-hmm. what's feeling out of alignment and, um, what do I need to look at? What's triggering me? And, you know, those are practices that I do as needed. Um, yeah. Hmm. I love that. And I think
1: it's really important because I find myself kind of going through phases as well. Um, for, for the longest time, I was trying to figure out like, what's my morning routine, right? Like that thing that's like never going to change. And every day yeah. I wake up and do the same three things and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I realized I'm like, okay, this is not, like I just had a hard time like sticking with it. And, and then, you know, all the guilt and you kind of start yeah. feeling bad and blah, blah, blah. And I just kind of had to come to a place where I'm like, like similar to you like I have my non-negotiables but then it's like if I want to start doing I don't know like more breath work now that's where I'm at right now for or if I want to you know like start my day off like reading fine that's where Mm -hmm. I'm at like I just kind of had to give myself like a lot more space while still incorporating those things that I know like those constants like okay this every day like really keeps me grounded but I'm not like uh what story I want to use like I, I don't feel like I if I don't do this thing then all my whole day just gonna go to shit but it's, it is nice going back to like having those tools right and having those mm-hmm. like techniques you know that we've mm-hmm. learned o- along the way along our journey to so just kind of like play around with and bounce off of
0: yeah and I think like what you're mentioning it, it really resonates with me because I think there's a fine line between you know Commitment to practice and rigidity. And I Mm -hmm. think for me personally, like I I just don't, and maybe I do, maybe I just haven't committed to it long enough, but I don't operate very well within like rigid systems that I are either self imposed or imposed by someone else. Mm -hmm. Because again, going back to that, like I always wanted to come to my practice as a place of, you know, just like self soothing, self care. And it just feels like if I'm bringing this energy of like the discipline and like the punitive, you know, you have to do this. And if you don't, like there's that shame. I just, Mm -hmm. I just don't feel like that's, I feel like it's counterproductive to why I come to the practice. Um, But again, like we were talking about earlier, I just think just with the way that wellness is portrayed, I think a lot in the media and then again, in social media specifically, and then again with bringing that same kind of energy that um, we have in kind of different spaces into wellness I just think for me personally um, it doesn't it doesn't serve me fully so yeah I think in the past I would have had a different answer in terms of the structure and being really committed to a specific set of you know routines Uh but I think like something that I've uncovered about myself within my core values and at least where I'm at right now is freedom is absolutely huge I think I spent a lot of time not really feeling into freedom so wherever I can I just try to allow you know things to just be intuitive and to just go with the flow and so yeah if I if I wake up a little later and don't get to the meditation right away I think it's it's important to pay attention to the stories that we tell ourselves about what if we don't do X, you know, because, you know, based on literature that I've read, missing a routine for one day is not going to be the be all and end all. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like that story that we tell ourselves of like, okay, well, what is the story that's attached to you doing these practices? Is that like you're going to be any less if you don't? Or is it that you're letting yourself down? Or, you know, and that's something that I, I really had to tune into. Um, because yeah it just felt really punitive and it I think caused more distress for me
1: mm, yeah I totally feel that and it's funny freedom <laughs> is something that's come up for me a lot I'd say in the last like I don't know three to five days maybe in the past week and mm. once it like it kind of hit me because I was just like around the house and thinking about something and I was just, like I just need more freedom And I was like that's it. Like I need more freedom, more space. Mm -hmm. Like it was Mm -hmm. so obvious to me. And it was ironic that it took me that long to realize that, you know, a a huge part of my journey and and why I also left the corporate world and all of that stuff was like, there wasn't enough freedom for me to be myself and for me to be authentic. So I love that that was coming up for you as well.
0: Yeah. And like, I think also just that, I have nothing against the corporate world. I think a lot of people operate like and thrive in those environments. Mm -hmm. And I think for me personally, with what I was going through with my mental health and what I know, I'm always going to want to prioritize from a mental health perspective. It's like, you know, the freedom to listen to your body. Like if I need to rest, being able to allow myself to take moments of rest. And Mm. um, it's so it can be so boiled down to just like the simple routines I've noticed within myself that freedom that we even allow ourselves to, you know, operate. And I, I agree. I just found it it wasn't conducive to all the fluctuations that I was experiencing in terms of, you know, trying to pry my eyes open at the desk right after lunch when really like I, I need to have a rest. Like Mm -hmm. I, I, that's something that I've done since I've been self-employed. It's just like taking a little mid-afternoon nap and that's just something that I really feel like has a big impact on my overall health, but especially my mental health. And I'm really lucky to be able to have set that up for myself. But yeah, yeah, it's just, it's something that has been really important to me.
1: Mm, Love that. Um, I'd love to dig into your 2020 a bit. What, Mm. What did that look like for you? And what what did you learn from that? Like, how, how have you applied those lessons to, you know, 2021?
0: I feel like I've, like, blocked it out of my memory. I have to, like, (laughs) remember. Um, yeah, to be honest, so I guess 2020, it was, it was a lot less, um, intense where I'm living versus, like, some of the other places in the world, especially Mm. even within Canada. So, My life from, you know, the restrictions and the lockdowns, luckily, like we didn't have a a great deal of them. But I will say just the whole, everything that was going on and, you know, not being able to see my family and just like a lot of changes from a work perspective, I think early 2020, I just came to the realization. And I think this would probably be echoed across so many people about really just A lot of distractions that were in my life being kind of not distractions but things that I was doing a lot of those activities um not being as prominent and Mm. I really had the opportunity to just like look at what I was doing and just you know assess whether it was something that I could see myself doing into the future so the biggest change for me I guess was throughout the year I was experiencing again some uncertainty and doubt about my career path so at the time I was in a um sort of corporate style job. I was working from home, but there was this like inkling within me that was like, okay, you know, there's something else that you want to do. And I always uh-huh. knew I wanted to help people and start my own thing. And um so 2020 I would say was really like from a professional perspective and like from my you know career path, which was like the biggest theme, I guess, for me for that year, pretty a pretty big pivot. Mm. So um, I decided like late 2020 that I would just try to start my own thing. And I did that really, really slowly. I initially started off by, I was just on YouTube sharing videos and just kind of like throwing stuff out there. I started a blog. I was Mm. just putting myself out there in whatever way I could. Um, And yeah, so so that kind of led me to where I am now. And I think in terms of it's funny. Cause I thought like, I was like, oh, I'm so unique doing this, you know, going <laughs> off and doing my own thing. And then I've read so many articles lately that like the number of millennials that have kind of come to that same realization about their career paths and mm. made similar choices um, is like astronomical. So I'm like, Oh, okay. Like it's not just me, but <laughs> um, yeah, that was kind of the big theme. Um, yeah.
1: Awesome. So I know you recently, um, just relaunched your course. I'm curious, like comparing, is that a good word? We'll use it. Comparing your start right in the beginning to where you are now just having relaunched it and, you know, giving it, giving it a little bit of an update and all that goodness. Um, what was that process like for you?
0: Yeah. So I officially launched the course. It's a, it's a pre recorded like self-paced online course. And I launched that, um, in May of this year. So what I'll say about that initial thing, and I, you and I have talked about this before is like this, I think the lack of like transparency that a lot of us have about, you know, the ups and downs of our lives means mm-hmm. that I had expected, you know, once I made the decision to quit my job, my corporate job and kind of like go down my own path that um, you know it's just gonna be like overnight success and like mm-hmm. easy and everything was just gonna flow because it's like also being quite tuned into like the spiritual world you hear a lot about like you know as soon as you kind of step into what your path of authenticity like everything aligns that definitely isn't <laughs> what I experienced I feel like there was like it, it was there was a lot of dissonance because I felt like I should be now that I made this huge decision like I, I should be like you kind of expect that all your problems are going to go away mm-hmm. um, and you know what I experienced was definitely this moment of what I call like actually I don't call it this it's called this and I didn't make this term up but um, the contraction before the expansion which is essentially like mm. you're out of your comfort zone and you want to go back in like mm. because your nervous system is just like there's something has changed like i don't have the stability anymore and so i definitely had that period of okay what have i done um clinging to the old version of myself and mm. then um and then you know in terms of the course itself um that's really grown and i've grown a community around that i would say Um, it was kind of just my first entry point into that world of being able to culminate everything that I learned on my path and um, everything that I felt was missing within mental health education during my time in school. Um, And just like really basic lessons of how to like empower ourselves within our systems and the mind body connection and just being able to understand how we can work with it. So that was really exciting to launch. And then Since then, it's been a process of um, I've been really focusing on organic growth for my kind of business and for my offerings and just kind of seeing what resonates with people. And as you know, I was um, doing a lot of inner child work and journal prompts and Mm -hmm. kind of different things and seeing what landed and seeing what was resonating with folks. And then also during that time, I was working with a um, registered psychotherapist who was looking at the course and just kind of making sure that it was You know, sound from that perspective because that was something that was really important to me. Was just to have her background and her experience, like kind of to just um, to be able to have that that kind of backing of the course. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I think just really giving it an upgrade from you know different exercises that I built in and different um, um, upgrades that were really fun to do. And then yeah, I think coinciding with my community online really kind of exploding within the last couple months wow um it just seems like a good time to reintroduce that and also like one thing that's really important to me is having the community that I'm kind of building and being a part of have a say and a choice Mm. in the decisions that I'm making so I also did some polling to kind of figure out what pricing would make sense and what people were looking for from a value perspective and what would make it worth it for them. And then kind of took that into consideration when I, you know, relaunched just to make sure that that price point was fair and accessible. And um, so yeah, that was kind of my process. And like I said, I just launched, relaunched it yesterday. Um, but yeah, we're kind of back to the beginning of like, this is another layer of that kind of moment of like, oh my gosh, okay, here I am putting myself out there again. And it's, Uh you know, I think it's pretty constant for me. I think I want to be like very transparent that what you see on social media is probably like a really confident and um, put together. But like, there's definitely like a lot of self doubt involved and a lot of insecurities that I'm working through. But it's kind of fun because, you know, everything that I'm sharing and everything that um, I'm putting out there is kind of part of what I'm going through, so I'm kind of mm. you're kind of seeing it in real time, um, which I think is fun
1: yeah, no, that's awesome, and I think that just it just really allows people to see you as relatable and it just like you said especially when you're talking about that community aspect, it's like, oh okay, like I'm not the only person who's going through this or who feels like this or whatever the case may be so it is it's very supportive
0: yeah, well, that's my hope I think you know. I, since I've been in this space for a couple years now, always assume that it's openly talked about and people are always like sharing about their mental health and like Mm. able to confide in people. But then I kind of have a lot of conversations or I'll do a poll or I'll talk to family, friends, and just kind of who aren't in that space, in the wellness space or in mental health and realizing that it's still, we still have a long way to go. And Mm -hmm. I think, Um, if I can be any part of making someone feel like what they're going through is okay. And there are ways that you can work through it, like really sometimes simple ways um, and ways that you can understand what's going on and being able to feel empowered on that journey as opposed to kind of depleted and alienated. Uh, I think I put out a survey um, towards the beginning of the pandemic which was like, you know, have you ever experienced any issues, struggles with mental health? And I think it was like 99% was a yes, which is a lot more than I was expecting. But it's like something that we're all going through, especially in the last couple years. So I just, I just hope that what we're moving towards is, you know, it's like, it shouldn't be any different from conversations around physical health, like, Mm -hmm. they're both important. And they're both completely normal and yeah that's kind of part of my part of my mission yeah I love
1: that and I I 100% totally agree um Mm. that's it definitely just needs to be talked about more just bottom line you know and I think that's part of the reason why our soul group I'll say is like this is really a part of a lot of our missions and and purposes because we've gone through the ringer through our childhood which I would love to talk to you about as well since you hmm. kind of tapped into that a bit. Um, but yeah, we've just like gone through all this shit in our childhood and we're just like, this this like, no, this isn't something that we're wanting to perpetuate or just sweep on underneath the rug. Like we're really trying to get to the bottom of it, you know, and, mm-hmm. and just allowing other people to give themselves permission to do the same.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, oh, I do have one other question about your course. Who would you say is a good fit for your course? Like, is this someone who's like, just really wanting to get into um like that the beginning practices of mindfulness so like where would you say they're at in their journey
0: yeah that's a really good question i i think it kind of it it ranges i would say it's a really great option for someone who doesn't have any experience with things like mindfulness and meditation Mm. or just you know is looking for some support on their on their journey um It's called Mindfulness for Stress and Anxiety, but I've had a couple of folks who have said, okay, I don't necessarily uh, resonate with, you know, anxiety, could I still benefit? And it's definitely something that I think is beneficial for anyone who is wanting to explore different techniques, Mm -hmm. like again, going back to that toolkit, Mm -hmm. um, because I think stress is something that we all inevitably have to deal with and, and regulate and be able to manage. Um, And then also there's a lot of content in there about, you know, connecting with the inner child work um, is uncovering your authenticity and being able to operate from that place as opposed to maybe something that was expected of you. Mm. Um, And then using that as kind of an anchor of your practice. So it's almost like you're coming back to that core and and the practices and tools that I'm sharing are a way to bring it back in. So yeah, I would definitely say anyone who's, like, a beginner, it's a great option because it introduces everything, um, but also if, if you're, um, you have a little bit of experience with mindfulness and meditation, it's just a good way, the psychotherapist that I worked with is, like, referring her clients there
1: wow. um, to
0: to basically just have a daily, like, it's good to be paired with, um, let's say, if you are exploring other forms of um you know, mental health support Mm -hmm. to integrate the daily practices and the daily systems to create real change and support to your nervous system.
1: Mm, I love that. That's so beautiful. Um, So tapping into that inner child aspect. I know uh, recently you did like an inner child challenge on Instagram. I saw Oh yeah. I'm curious like what inspired that for you and then what did you learn through that process?
0: Yeah it was really funny because I so like I said to you about like what I've been doing since I launched my initial course Mm -hmm. I never really expected to stray from that core offering but what I kind of have grown to love as I've been going down this path is just experimenting and seeing what folks are, are needing right now in their paths and I think a really good place to start is going back and not necessarily delving into the specifics but to be able to understand like we said the root because mm. I think you can do all the healing on the surface level but if there's that wounded inner child or p- aspects of the inner child that are wounded I thought you know this is a really good place to start and it's a really good entry point for people to be able to Um, explore things uh, in that realm of self-reflection and self-development. So honestly, the idea was just, you know, I I have thousands floating through my head, I feel like every day, (laughs) but it was just like, what if I did 30 days of inner child work? Because inner child work has been something that has been really, it's been packaged in different ways Mm -hmm. in the times that I've done it, but um, has been really impactful on my journey. And not just the, you know, I think when we think of it, we think about the, the, um, the pain that it, it sometimes brings up, um, which is definitely absolutely valid and is part of it, but it's been really like liberating and fun and exciting for me to reconnect with that part of myself. And um, so, yeah, I just wanted to share that with others. So I, I was going to do 30 days and then I thought, let's just start with 14, see how people react and you know maybe we'll build on to it in the future so that was actually funny enough the thing that I had mentioned earlier that my social uh media had kind of blown up and that was the thing that folks really gravitated towards and are continuing to um even past the 14 days so I think a lot of people needed it and um yeah
1: Mm, I love that yeah I totally agree. Inner child work um, is so, 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 so important to Mm. tap into. And um, I too have experimented with it in different ways through, you know, workshops and and things like that. And then just through like my own intuitive process. Mm -hmm. And I totally agree with like balancing out, like healing the, like the wounds of the inner child. And then also just like acknowledging the inner child period. Like I, I remember at one point I was like, I'm gonna go back and do all the things that my mom wouldn't let me do when I was a kid. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. you know, it's like something as simple as that, like watching the TV show or watching the movie or, or eating the candy or whatever whatever it may be, just like really allowing your inner child to just like have that moment. It really mm-hmm. like can make such a, a, a huge shift in your life and how you you think of yourself and how you you um, show up in your life because you going back to like that that rigidity like I can't do this and I can't do that thing and I can't be that thing because you know um, it's gonna yeah. disappoint my mom or they're not gonna be approving or my dad doesn't like it or, or whatever. It's like just giving yourself that permission and just really, you know, like there's that there's that moment when we kind of realize like, oh wait, like I'm an adult now. I can do whatever I want, you know? And yeah. it takes us a second to kind of snap into that because for so long you know we are told what we can and cannot do and I'm off I also wonder like is that what we're seeking from you know like society or like through the job or through the the relationship the partnership the friendships it's like we're still looking for someone to tell us oh no you can't be that thing or oh you can't do that thing you know and, and yeah. it takes us really like a, a rude awakening like I'm I say like the soul self kind of like it's like no we're not operating by these rules anymore you know like we're mm-hmm. we're here for something more we're here for something bigger and it does take a second to kind of uh, shift into that gear but once you do whew, so 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 worth it so kudos to you for doing that challenge when I saw that it was funny when I saw it, it was the same week that I was like like digging in deep to my own inner child work. And I was like, oh, my God, like someone else is doing inner child work, too. And I saw some of the <laughs> posts that you had posted, which were so beautiful. And I, I was like, wow, this is really amazing work. So I'm so grateful that you did that because, um, yeah, I encourage everyone to 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 do it, to go forward, to go through it, go, you know, go back to the inner child and really love him, her, them and really see them fully and wholly, because I promise you. Uh, it is controlling some aspect of your life in the present (laughs) so it really is worth it to just take the time you know we we get very impatient we just want the fix Mm -hmm. like we were talking about earlier but it's like really give yourself that space to just explore and be curious and you know to allow your creativity to come through too
0: yeah I mean like to your point about what you said about that that energy of like looking for someone to tell us, yes, you can do this, no, you can't do that. I think that kind of hits on that, that key piece of inner child work that um, also ties into what we're talking about with our wellness practices and that kind of discipline and punitive mm. kind of energy, which is a, a term that I really helps you to really understand this is the survival personality which is essentially like we we kind of mold ourselves to whatever we need to do to survive which Mm. survival might not even be you know like getting fed it's it's love acceptance approval because at one point like those were also really big parts of our survival was to be accepted and of Mm. course to be loved is you know we so I think part of it is like accepting, I think a lot of the comments that I received were a lot of folks who were saying, you know, I feel so bad for being for living so far out of alignment with myself for so long, because I've developed this personality around what I need to do to survive. And it doesn't feel like me. And I don't know who I am. Mm. I think part of it is recognizing that we were just doing the best that we could at the time. And we don't, have the foresight when we're young to know, you know, this is going to pull me away from my authentic self. We're just in that moment doing what we need to do to survive. And I think um, it's also the recognition that straying from that survival personality, so, you know, letting go of some of these things can feel like danger because mm-hmm. it can feel like we're going to let go of what we've always had to. Um, to be accepted so for example for me like with the move away from corporate world one of those big things and continues to be is like my ability to take time to rest I feel like I was given a lot of you know approval and not only that but societally this is a big one is your productivity levels Mm -hmm. how much you're able to produce um, how how willing you are to stay late how willing you are to go the extra mile that Sometimes for me, I have to catch myself when I need to rest that feeling of, okay, I'm going to take this time to rest. Even something as simple as that feels, I'm not going to say dangerous, but it within my nervous system, something feels off. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think there's that, there's that piece of, it, it can be scary to let go of these parts of ourselves um, and even scarier if we don't really know what we're looking for. Um, but I think like you said, it's that curiosity and that just patience. We want to if we think about literally just having a child, the the like the a child in the room with us, the forcing and the trying to get it to heal and like trying to get it to all to do all these things that we want it to do is not going to bring it out and invite it into our lives. So it's that curiosity and that patience and you know. Accepting we had to do what we had to do, and it will come out when we when it's ready, I guess.
1: Mm, I would love that so 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 well said. Mm, wow, that was beautiful. <laughs> so, I do have one last question before we close out and I let you go. Um, yeah. what's one thing you wish you could tell your younger self?
0: Oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not really like a, something that I would say, but. Mm-hmm. I would say that I was like, I had the cool, like I was obsessed with being cool. And Mm -hmm. I think that pursuit of being cool really I lost a lot of myself in that process. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's just like, you know, you'll you'll find your people, just be yourself and you know, follow the things that you find interesting and don't feel like you have to, you know, let go of things that you enjoy just because they're not cool and um you know, just yourself and I think now that I'm kind of peeling back those layers and connecting with that part of myself now I'm just inviting in you know you do lose people but you invite in folks who really value and appreciate who you are and that's just nothing really beats that so yeah
1: Mm, love that so where can people find you if they want to follow you on social media or even take your course
0: yeah so um On social media, I'm on TikTok and Instagram mainly, and my handle is Siobhan.Lauren. If you need help spying my name, it's S-I-O-B-H-A-N, because I know a lot of people struggle with that, (laughs) and um, my course is called Mindfulness for Stress and Anxiety, and the link for that is all in my bio, Um, and yeah, the one thing I will say is, like, accessibility and affordability is important to me, so I always mention if folks aren't able to pay what the fee is to just reach out to me directly by email, um, and yeah, awesome. Love to have you.
1: Thank <laughs> you so much, love, for your time and for just speaking with me and just you know sharing your story, sharing your your path. Um, I resonate with it so much, and I know a lot of other people are as well. So I'm just so grateful that we connected. And we've been yeah. able to stay in touch and and all of that. So, and best of luck with you and your course and your business and just everything that you're doing and creating to really help um, provide community and support for people who who need guidance and support with their mental health journeys. You know, it's like so important right now that this work exists. So, I'm so grateful to be in such good company.
0: Yeah, and thank you to you. I want to echo that I absolutely love what you're doing and congrats on your launch I'm really excited to see where that takes you and excited to kind of stay connected as we navigate this together yes <laughs> well you have you a beautiful,
1: so beautiful day okay
0: okay thank you All so right. much
1: no thank okay. you love <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. Bye, bye Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe and leave a rating or a review. Now don't forget I'm picking the best review at the end of the month and giving that person a free 30-minute energy reading. So be sure to leave a review for the chance to be selected.